less turnover, higher productivity, higher customer ratings, increased profit. So what's the thought? Increased engagement leads to increased profit. And for this group of people, there's another level beyond profit, isn't there? It's increased influence for the kingdom. Welcome to the Ministry at Scale podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. Join us as we discuss trends, learn from experts, and share practical tips to help your ministry multiply its digital impact. Well, as you know, we've been doing a series from content of the digital ministry conference we held last spring. And this next talk is with Ken Coleman, who is America's career coach. Fantastic information about how to develop and recruit people in your organization. And, you know, after we did this talk, I, we actually got some feedback. It's like, this is a digital conference, a digital ministry conference. Why in the world did you have somebody come and speak about something about HR? Uh, well, well, Ken, in his talk, he answered that. He said, we are all in the people business. No matter what our role in the organization, we all want to improve. We all want to get better. And that is, is caring for the needs of people. And, and that's why we brought Ken in to be able to talk about some of the, the key things that, that, that needs to happen to be able to help you engage with your team. So um, with that, I hope you really enjoy as much as I did these six rules of engagement with Ken Coleman, America's career coach. How many of you organizations or on your teams have been subject to the great resignation? Has, have you seen people leave jobs and spots in your teams, et cetera, in organizations? Do you know other people that have left and transitioned into other places? Um, this is just one of those things, I think, as we continue to go further in this economy today, um, we are seeing more and more of that uh, happening, and it's also shaping the differences of how we work together, right? How hybrid environments, um, going back to the office, et cetera, is changing. Um, our next speaker, is a good friend. I think I first, uh, maybe 10, 11, 12 years ago, uh, I was carrying his bags on stage when he was uh, shepherding audiences um, at Catalyst Conference and other places. And Ken Coleman is someone that we co have come to know on syndicated radio. He hosts um, a radio show. He's uh, frequently a guest on the Dave Ramsey Show. Um, he's a podcaster. You can find him on SiriusXM. He's a Wall Street Journal bestseller um, author of The Proximity Principle and also From Paycheck to Purpose. And you'll see a lot of his content today is a model for, I think, how organizations really should see how you can connect with an entity or an organization or a platform with the people. Ken, if you've watched his career and all the things that he does, he is not just a publisher of one to many. He is someone that actually understands how to engage audiences online and using digital. And I think that's one of the things that we can learn from him today. Um, but we've brought him on because he's known as America's career coach. And um, the, the, the human resources of teams today is so important. And learning to actually get ahead of the curve is something that he can bring some insights to you today. Ken, why don't you bring him, come up to the stage? All right, good morning. How's everybody out there? 
Good? Okay. Uh, so here's the deal. We're going to get to this pretty quick because I've got 22 minutes and a whole lot of content to get to, okay? Uh, so if you are a note taker, I want you to follow along because we're going to give you some very practical stuff that you can use as leaders as we talk about engagement, all right? So we're going to start with context. What's the context by which I bring this content to you today? All right, so the problem. Nearly 30 million people have changed jobs since August of 2021. Nearly 30 million people. Uh, we are waiting on the jobs report uh, in February to see is that number actually crossed the 30 million number. It's unbelievable. And so that's the term that maybe you've heard on news, the great resignation. People are changing jobs at an unprecedented rate. Over 4 million people per month from the month of August. And so that's where we stand today. We also know from scads of data, as you look at HR uh, surveys, that turnover costs not just time and efficiency, but it costs you a tremendous amount of money to replace these people. So engagement, as it relates to retaining people, has always been the primary leadership issue. No matter what business you're in, whether it ministry, be ministry, or uh, traditional business, you're in the people business. It's just that simple. You are in the people business. And uh, so here's the, what I've been doing. For the last several weeks, I've been doing a deep dive into the largest survey that Gallup has ever done on employee engagement. We're talking hundreds of thousands of employees, 80-plus countries, 200-plus industries. And so I've been nerding out, diving into this to see what are the findings. So that's one piece of context related to this problem. The other piece is, as host of the Ken Coleman Show, I'm part of the Ramsey Solutions Network, co-host of now The Ramsey Show. But on the Ken Coleman Show, I'm dealing with people every day who are calling me that are not happy. They're confused. They're looking for an opportunity. I help people discover purpose in their work and then experience purpose in their work. And so we are now 5,000-plus callers over the last four years. So those are the two pieces of context by which I'm going to teach you today what I have learned and what I have observed. And I want you to get this because this is going to simplify what is a very complex feeling around the people problem, the engagement issue. So are we ready to go? Now listen, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to give everything I got, and I'm a Baptist preacher's kid, and I know what the NRB is. And so when I ask for feedback, you got to give me feedback or I will shame you until you give it. So you might as well engage. I know it's early in the morning. Is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning for heaven's sakes. You guys ready to learn? All right, now they're awake. All right, so here we go. Let's, let's start with what are the primary human needs at work? Is it possible that the God of the universe created us to work? He absolutely created us to work. This audience knows that. So we cannot separate the personal and the professional. They are interwoven, right? If, if your personal life is a dumpster fire, you're bringing that to work. Amen? And, and if your work life is a dumpster fire, you're taking that home. So we need to start with what are the human needs that really are what I believe three primary human needs that must be met at work. And you as leaders better get this. Write it down. Here's the first one. People need purpose from their work. They need to see their why at work. Why do I exist? They want purpose from their work. The second thing is they want recognition of their unique contribution. They need this. 
It is a human need. It doesn't make them needy in a negative way. It makes them a human. You need it too. Everybody in here, even as a leader, you need an attaboy or an girl. You just do. So do they. They need recognition of their unique contribution. And third, they need a relationship with their leader. They crave this, whether they act like it or not, or whether they tell you or not. They need a relationship with their leader. Moving forward, let me just give you this big statement so that you get this. People leave leaders, not companies. People leave leaders, not companies. Now, some of you are going, wait a second, kid. I've had people leave me recently, and I didn't do anything wrong. I probably agree with you. But it is not necessarily what you did wrong. It may be what you didn't do. Maybe you didn't meet these needs, and they left you. This is real. People don't leave companies. They leave leaders, whether you did something wrong or you didn't do something. They are looking. They are wandering. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to move through these quickly. Again, my time is short, so we're going to move quickly, okay? But we're going to put it up on the screen. I want you to follow along. I believe there are six rules for you leaders. Six rules of engagement. Let's think of rules of engagement as the military. They they tell the, the, the unit on the mission, this is the deal. These are the rules of engagement. And I believe these six rules will simplify your leadership as it relates to creating higher engagement. First rule, and the most important rule, the purpose rule. The purpose rule. Look at it on the screen. This is the rule. Your people should be using what they do best to do work they love to produce results that matter to them. Get this. This is purpose. To use what you do best, that's talent. To do work that you love, that's passion. To produce results that matter to you, that's mission. That's your why at work. That goes for you too, leaders. And if you aren't spending 75% of your day doing that, you're not in your leadership sweet spot. They aren't in their sweet spot. We all understand that analogy. Talent, passion, and mission are the ingredients. What they do best, talent. What they love, passion. Results that matter to them, mission. If you help them see this and get in a spot on your team, the seat on the proverbial bus, I've got good news for you. There's a great chance they're not going to get off the bus. But if you don't get them on the right seat of the bus, i got a guarantee for you. It won't be long before they get off the bus. We have a great engagement tool. We can talk to you about this later. Um, and uh, it is the Get Clear assessment that we created. And it helps you, the leader, and the employee by taking the assessment, and they can get really clear. Wait a second, am I in my sweet spot here? And then what do we do about it? But this is foremost. None of the other rules work if you as leaders don't start to figure this out. So you need to be hiring this way too. The purpose rule. People should be using what they do best to do work they love to produce results that matter to them. Next is the expectation rule. The expectation rule says this, your people will know what to do, how to do it, and how their results will be measured. It's pretty simple stuff, but you would be blown away how many leaders don't take this very serious. I don't mean a job description that you post online. I mean what we call at Ramsey Solutions a key results 
area, right? So these are the areas where we need key results. And so everybody in the organization, a thousand plus team members at Ramsey Solutions, including me as a Ramsey personality, has a KRA. It is a one-page document, and it is very clear. Ken, these are the results in these areas that we are holding you accountable to. Your people will know. This is a rule. Your people will know what to do, how to do it. you got to train them, folks. Not just show them a couple times. Make sure they get it. It's like teaching your kid to ride a bike. you got to have that kind of patience. And then, most importantly, after you show them how to do it, do they know how they will be measured? People want a scoreboard. I don't care that it's 2022 and for decades now every kid has gotten a trophy just for showing up. The fact of the matter is even though the culture has tried to beat our competition out of us, we still are competitive by nature. Can I get an amen? People want to know if they're winning or losing. Stop coddling them. Give them a freaking scoreboard. They'll respond. Are you allowed to say freaking at this conference? I just did. Okay. It's like Christian cuss word. Third rule, the relationship rule. The relationship rule. Your people must feel cared for by their leader and connected to their team. Do not gloss over this. Please don't think that I just put this up there to kind of wave at relationship. This is so vitally important, and this is where I believe many leaders fail. You got a lot going on in your life. You're trying to focus on the most important relationships in your life, and you're overlooking the relationships with your team. Your people must feel cared for by their leader and connected to their team. How do you do that? Can I simplify it for you today? If I could simplify it, would you be excited? That's a terrible answer. If I could simplify this complex issue, would you be excited? You would. Here we go. Two questions. Write them down. The first question is a relationship question. If you ask these two questions consistently, you will begin to develop a relationship. The first one is, how are you doing? And it is not this. Eyeballs on me. This isn't in the hallway. Hey, how you doing? That's a poor, lazy greeting. I mean, eyeball to eyeball. Kneecap to kneecap. How are you doing? You got to go a couple levels deeper. How's your mom doing? I know she's taking some treatments right now for cancer. How's she doing? I know your boy's been struggling. How's he doing? How are you doing? This is a relationship question. Now watch this. They may not open up at first. Some nuts are easier to crack than others, but you continually ask, how are you doing? Specifically to some of the stuff that's going on in their life. And here's what happens. They see that you care about them. And when they know that you care about them, they begin to trust you. Trust is developed through the relational connection here. Now watch this. It leads to the second question that you must ask. First question, how are you doing? Second question, how can I help you win in your role? How can I help you win in your role? You need to write that down. I don't see people writing. This is big. Type it down. How, do, how can I help you win in your role? Now watch this. If you were to ask that question, which is a good question as a leader, absent of the first question, I've got to tell you something. You may not get a really clear, transparent, authentic answer. But when they know that you care about them, watch what happens. The natural fear of a human being is not to admit weakness to our leaders. 
Certainly to our peers as well, but certainly our leaders, right? So when they know that you care about them, there's a greater chance that they're going to go, hey, I, I need to go back to the initial training. I, I took it. I kind of got it. I, I don't have it, and I'm struggling with it. They say that to you when they know that you care about them as a person. So the two questions you ask to build this relationship, how are you doing that is personal? How can I help you win in your role? This is big time. People will fight for you, stay in the trenches with you if you develop this. Let's keep moving. The recognition rule. Your people must be recognized privately and publicly for their attitude Effort and contribution. Please lock in on those three things that you must recognize. These are three different things you must recognize. Publicly and privately. Privately is the one-on-one -on -one meetings that you have. When you're diving into the relationship stuff, you just pivot into, hey, I see what you're doing. You're crushing it. I see your attitude. I know it's been tough at home and you've had a good attitude. You're really growing here. Your effort top-notch, and I'm noticing you move the needle on this, contribution, attitude, effort, contribution. You must acknowledge that privately, but then also do it publicly. One of the things we do at Ramsey Solutions that I find to be so refreshing is we have a, a, a group of leaders, uh, we call it Ramsey Solutions, uh, what is it, RSL, thank you, RSL, uh, Ramsey Solutions Leaders, and it's a group of, what is it, Damon, 400, 500, somewhere in that range, and so these are all leaders throughout the company. And they get together, and, and they talk through leadership issues. We're diving deep. But before we get into the meeting, we open it up, popcorn it style, right? And, and just shout outs. And these are leaders shouting out other leaders. Publicly recognizing other leaders. It is gold for the soul. Your people must be recognized privately and publicly for their attitude, effort, and contribution. One other thing to just lay on you a little bit of data. There's HR data out there that has shown that most people would prefer to be recognized or rewarded publicly than get a raise. And the reason is the raise doesn't give that dopamine, right? That being recognized. Remember, we're all little girls and little boys saying, do you notice me? Do you love me? Am I enough? You got to remember this, leaders. All right, here we go. Keep moving. Those people over there like that thought so much they clapped. <clears throat> the growth rule. Next, your people must be challenged to learn new skills and step into new roles. They must be challenged to learn new skills and step into new roles. Folks, I'm going to fly through this one faster and get to the next one. But I want to say this. Don't see this as I'm just going to promote you. This rule is not about promotion, although a promotion will be attached to it. This rule is about people must progress. They must progress. They've got to progress. I mean, we are creatures of progress. If I'm not growing, I am dying. This is what people think. And by the way, they're right. Uh, I can't tell you how much feedback I get from people when I ask the engagement question. They say, I'm just bored. I'm not being taught new skills. I'm not being challenged to apply the skills. Don't miss this. You as a leader must be always thinking, what new skills can we be teaching them and training them and developing? At Ramsey Solutions, we're incredible at this. We're not a perfect company. But i tell you what we're really world-class at is developing people within and moving them up the ladder. People want this. You better figure it out. By the way, if you don't give them a ladder to grow professionally and they see that it's going to grow them personally, they'll leave you. 
They'll leave you. And that's why everybody's leaving. They feel like, hey, I'm advancing my life. You want to retain people? Tie in their job to their life and their growth in their job, growth in their life, and they're going to be less likely to leave. Okay, final rule. I've got five minutes and counting. The crusade rule. Your people must see how their work is part of a cause greater than themselves. You got to get this. If I were going to carve just two rules out, it would be the first rule, the purpose rule, and then this last rule, the crusade rule. I'm not going to carve any out, but if I were going to just say there's only two, it would be this. And this is really tying in that first rule. When they see their personal purpose at work, they see that God created them with talent. God created them with passion, a heart. And God created them with a sense of mission to contribute to the world. When they see that personally, and then you can tie it into the organization that this organization isn't just creating a product or a service, but we are promoting transformation. At Ramsey Solutions, it is about hope, whether it be on the Ken Coleman show in the area of work, or the Ramsey show in the area of money, or the John Deloney show in the area of relationships. We are providing hope. It's bigger than us. So if you're programming code at Ramsey Solutions, you aren't just programming for Ken Coleman's website. My content cannot connect if you don't program it properly. you got to tie it in to a greater cause. Here's what happens. Watch the transformation. When people see what is possible with these six rules, as I run through them, watch this, the purpose rule. I see that I'm doing what I was created to do in this work. The expectation rule. I know what I'm supposed to do, how to do it, and how it's being measured. The relationship rule. My leader cares about me, and I love my team. The recognition rule, I'm doing good. They're affirming me. The growth rule, i got a ladder. i got an opportunity to grow. The crusade rule, this is way bigger than me. Here's what happens in the human mind. We begin to inspire wonder in people. And by the way, we're all born with this childlike wonder. And so it creates this curiosity where we begin to walk around going, what could be? What could be in this role? What could be? in a future at this organization. That leads to, that's curiosity, that leads to what should be. Because curiosity creates conviction. What should be. Now watch this. And people start hanging around in the what should be category with you as the leader and they see themselves what should be. That conviction now creates crusaders. That's why it's the crusade rule. Crusaders, they say this must be. And they're not going to leave you for another job offer that just is similar, a little bit better. If they are believers in the crusade, you got a great chance. So here's my challenge. These rules will allow you to take care of your people. Now look at this. If you take care of your people, the people you have, they will help you get the people you need. I hear all the time, Ken, I can't get good people, can't find good people. I'm in this rat race. Let me tell you something. If you take care of the people that are left behind, Christian movie reference, anybody get that? It's pretty good. Some of the young people out there are like, I don't know what he's talking about. If you take care of the people you have, and they'll help you get the people you need. It's that simple. If you take care of the people you have with these six rules of engagement, you will see that they'll help you recruit people because they're going, hey, you need to come over here. The water is really nice. That's just, hey, that's word of mouth. That's what every company longs for. Marketing is all about hoping to hit the tide of word of mouth. I know, I sell books. Word of mouth. Final thought. 
What's the ROI on those six rules? What's the return on investment? Less turnover, higher productivity, higher customer ratings, increased profit. So what's the thought? Increased engagement leads to increased profit. And for this group of people, there's another level beyond profit, isn't there? It's increased influence for the kingdom. You guys have been a great audience. I know I gave you a lot. Appreciate you. Press on. You know, sometimes it's so good to get back to the basics. You know, what Ken shared with the six rules of engagement uh, in, in dealing with dealing with team members, it's, it's not rocket science. But as you're building the right team for your digital outreach, it's really important to remember the things that he shared. You know, what hit me was a practical question that, that we can ask. It's, it's on the relationship side. It's how are you doing and how can I help you win in your role? For me personally, I'm, I'm going to take that and I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing that uh, as I engage with, with, with my team members. So, but what about you? I'm just curious to know what impacted you with Ken's talk. I'd love to hear about it. So just drop me a note either in the comments, uh, whatever form you're listening to this, or, or shoot me an email. I would just love to hear about it. As always, thank you so much for listening to Ministry at Scale. And until next week, keep learning, keep growing, and keep impacting your world for Christ.